all for joining us for the Kryptonite Podcast. I'm Mark Storrs, and with me as always is... Crap. And... Rob Morphe. Thank you all so very much for coming to the live show. The people at home can hear you. Excellent. I cannot believe 500 people showed up. I know. It's amazing. (laughs) Holy shit. I I didn't realize you had this many listeners. God damn. Wow. Yeah. I I feel like a rock star. So uh, Instagrams, Twitters, and Facebooks. You guys like Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook? You shouldn't. You shouldn't. All right, but you do. do, They're watching you. No. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, check us out there. We are available also on iTunes, the Apple Podcast apps, and Stitcher Radio if you want to listen to any of our past shows. Uh, so our Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. We have a Patreon you can check out as well, which is greatly appreciated. Anybody here giving to our Patreon? No. Uh, no. Wow. I tried. All right, pack I it tried. up. Pack it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, show's over. over. It's over. All right, so uh, Rob selected a couple of uh, two stories, actually, that we're going to be going over here. The first one is called The Salesman, and this is coming to us from England. In the late 1960s, a teen from the east coast of England would have one of the most traumatizing and outright bizarre all-too-close encounters on record when she was confronted by what she initially assumed was a door-to-door salesman, but what she quickly came to realize was an entity unlike any she's ever encountered, one which drove home the oft-repeated lesson instilled by her parents to never talk to strangers. Yeah. Don't do that. No. Ooh. So this is creepy? Stranger danger. We're going to start with creepy? Is it creepy? It's creepy. Does it seem creepy to you? No. It's, it's really creepy. fucking creepy, yeah. actually. Yeah. Ah. Come on, man. All right. First off, this is not a headband my mom got from Waves that I found that I'm using. No, I feel like it is. So though. it is? It's totally that. It keeps sweat out of my eyes. <laughs> He actually wears this every week when we record, every which is pretty hilarious. Week. So, yeah. You can buy it in my Etsy shop, $37.99, three easy payments. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'll draw something with a Sharpie. It's great. Okay. So we're dealing with the salesman. And it's a nondescript name for a really, really fucked up dude that has uh, a lot of paranormal investigators and ufologists and other, and other people you know, study sundry paranormal things like really in hot debate as to what this thing was. So let's just get into it and we'll figure it out. Sometime in May of 1968, in the seaside resort town of Scarborough in Yorkshire, England, a 16-year-old girl known only as Adele, that's a pseudonym, protecting the innocent, was alone for the afternoon in the home she shared with her parents when she heard a sharp knock at the front door. The young woman rushed to the door, yanked it open, and got her first good look at the tall, black-suited visitor on her doorstep. So far, so good. Not bad. No, this is not terrifying at all. It's pretty standard mid-60s door-to-door salesman. All right, there you go. The first thing Adele noticed was that the strange man had an insanely beaming smile. This was made all the more striking by the fact that his white teeth seemed to be all the brighter when contrasted with his vivid red, or as Adele put it, florid expression. She's British, she speaks better than us, it's just the way it is. (laughs) Perplexed by how the man seemed to be simultaneously mundane and off-putting, Adele began to know other details. He wore a pork pie hat, like a proper hipster, that seemed far too small for his shaved skull, which was striking enough for the time, and had a stylish black suit that likewise seemed to be too short in the trousers and jacket sleeves. Trousers. So when, you know... He's got, like, tiny pants? You're flooding. You're flooding. Yeah. <coughs> it's just wearing an ill-fitting... It got, he got it from his big brother. It's, it just doesn't fit right. And his hat doesn't fit his head? Little tiny pork pie. All right. Okay. It's weird. Stranger still, the eyes of the man staring at Adele weren't blinking. In fact, he wasn't moving at all. 
It was as if pranksters had perched an eerie flesh statue in her doorway and run off to watch her reaction from a concealed place. Creepy. Growing more unnerved by the moment, the teenager was positively shocked by what happened next, claiming, and this is a quote from Adele herself, After grinning madly at me for what seemed like ages, the man's whole body jerked. Ew, it's just like gross. You, just yeah, like one of those. Yeah. And then, you know, if they have Tourette's, you just feel like an asshole for saying well, that. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. if the dude just staring at you and all of a sudden just bang, jerks mm. around. Although this analogy would have been wasted on a teenager from 1968, it was as if this peculiar person was frozen in a sort of diagnostic mode, then suddenly oh, rebooted. Oh, yeah. The abruptly animate entity then spoke in a voice that Adele compared to that of a robot on television. And by that she means jerky and lacking in common human warmth, which I think we can all appreciate. Yeah, common human warmth, just <laughs> yeah. common base level human warmth. Okay, all right. That means, don't, Dude, Fuck AI. don't they? <laughs> no, they don't. All right. You sure? And what he says was this: Do you have insurance? Is it now? Weird. Is that that's a, that's yeah. a shitty sales pitch. Yeah, you think? Like, it's not good at all. I, <laughs> and what is now? Right now. Is this right now? Are you insured? I, I, yes, now? I am, actually. Yes, by, right, by Adirondack Insurance through Dolphin and Moran. Wow. Well, well, shout <laughs> nice out. Plug. Yeah, yeah, right out. Thank and you. And that's our sponsor. Are you a shill? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I am. All right. I got a decent rate. Frightened, obviously, Adele asked this apparent door-to-door insurance salesman to come back when her parents were at home. Suddenly, the man started to sweat. Like, a, like us? Well, really? Like me, like me <laughs> right like now. Me? All right, good. I'm wearing bald sweat. It's happening. He removed his hat and wiped his forehead with the back of his hand, removing a thick coat of haphazardly applied makeup. Oh, he had, perfect. Like, yep, like, that thick coat of like cosmetics. Flesh-covered makeup? You know, that thing that makes you feel really comfortable yeah, when that's you're gross. with a stranger like, and you just <laughs> wipe off your flesh color. Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah, it's, great. it's like the Joker in Batman, 89 That's Batman. what I picture, yeah, too, yeah, when he's like oh. wipes it. Yeah. All right, weird. The alarmed teenager quickly realized that his ruddy complexion had been an illusion created by cosmetics and that his actual epidermis had an unnaturally white pallor, which she compared to the flesh of a corpse. Being what? a 16-year-old girl in England, I mean, you know corpses. corpses. Yeah. Yeah. Corpse Clearly. coloration. Yeah. Yeah. That was the deal. That's what they yeah. did. No, right. it's, what you, it's a hobby. Cool. It's like Magic the Gathering, but for 16-year-old girls yeah, in England. Corpses. Yeah, corpses. That's the way it is. <laughs> it could be and Robert. Smith. And then he put a spider on his head and recorded some beautiful music. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. With the same ghastly grin plastered to his face and in the same computerized cadences, the man then asked, Can I see a glass of water? So look at, at it. At this point, the man was sweating so profusely that Adele felt feared he might faint on the doorstep. In this era of good manners usurping common sense, the girl invited the pale stranger into her house. See, no, no. No, this is where this, this is, is where what, this is what you don't do. Yeah. Well, it was a different time. At that, that time, matter. you couldn't be rude to the molester. The home invader needed tea. That's uh, what happened. Still, don't invite him in. <sighs> but once he entered the house, he also entered paranormal lore forever after. Oh, all right. All right. It's foreshadowing. Right. I mean, we're reading the story, so you know something's going to happen. But there you go. Will it? You just said it did. Shut up. <laughs> At this point, the man was sweating. Oh, shoot. See, this is what happens. I read the same sentence. 
The visitor followed Adele into the lounge, but instead of walking naturally, he employed a series of spasmodic movements that she could not help but to compare to a puppet moving on invisible strings. That's always a comfort. Is he doing the Resident Evil shit? Oh, it's totally that. It's some Silent Hill stumbly weird shit that just makes you feel icky on yeah, the inside. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, that whole fast And it's bad enough when you thing. see it in a fucking movie, but when you see it in real life, I can't even imagine what you do. Yeah, no. It's just... it's. You say no and then leave. It's uncomfortable. Yes. Inviting them in. Well, definitely. As she helped him into a chair near the fireplace, the teen noticed that he had his shoes on the wrong feet. Oh, that's how he was walking. This probably doesn't help, but I think it's just (laughs) another indicator. (laughs) Something's fucked up. All right. Without a moment's hesitation, Adele rushed into the kitchen for the requested glass of water. She figured the quicker she could get him rehydrated, the sooner he would be on his way. But when she returned, Adele found that her odd guest standing was standing, excuse me, by the fireplace rather than sitting down, staring intently at a carriage clock on the mantel. Anyone out here know what a carriage clock is? Anybody carriage Anybody? clock? Oh, wait, Dania, you got it? You, you, you had a hand motion. It looks good to me. Yeah. I am literally I, that's, that's asking it. because I, I did no yeah, research, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and I have no, no yeah. idea. We don't really know what it so is. So it's like, does it go one of these? Oh, uh, sorry. Oh, and then it like goes to like one of the old-timey radios, yeah, like smooth ones. Oh, okay. All right, because... I'm glad the audience can tell us yeah, what we, it is. We have this no is idea. Clearly, we have no fucking idea. This is idea. something we've needed all along. We're just like, yeah, okay. Good. All right. And the thing that excites me and will probably surprise none of you is that it was completely a covered wagon in my mind with an Old West motif and a clock embedded in it. Because it's a fucking carriage clock. Carriage clock, yeah. <laughs> all right. Why would it, why would it be not a baby be that? Stroller. Fair yeah. enough. But no, Fair it's enough. just the fancy clock my grandma had. So all that's right, awesome. so this guy's uh, inspecting this thing, right? Mm-hmm. He's intent on it. Absolutely. All right, cool. Carriage clock. Adele was suddenly overwhelmed by a wave of anxiety, and seeing as the salesman was so intrigued by the clock, she began to prattle on about the item, later claiming, page turn, he made me so nervous I started to blather. I told him the clock was my father's retirement present, which seemed to be a huge revelation to him. He stared at me, still smiling, and said, is this your father's time? Is it here and now? Well, yeah. Confused uh. about how her father might be in possession of time, Adele <laughs> then presented the pasty fellow with the water he'd asked for. She remembered his bizarre reaction. When he took the glass of water, he just looked at it. I realized he'd, he'd asked if he could see a glass, and that's exactly what he was doing. After scrutinizing it in a sort of polite way, he handed it back having not taken even the smallest sip. So he just looked at it? Okay, so... So he's like, like that this? douche that's like the literalist. Can, can, I, can I see, see the one? Yeah. Can you? I don't know. It's like, oh, fuck you. I want to see it. All right. Well, but he weird. means it this time. It's, it's weird. The idiosyncratic insurance man re- returned his attention back to the clock, seemingly fascinated by the device. He began tapping on it rhythmically, all the while repeating an... 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 nerving chant... That's what happens when you can't get out of it. Of your father, your father, his time, his time. But remember, it's not said in this beautiful baritone. It is said in the computer-like cadence Robot-y. lacking utter human warmth. No doubt disturbing to no end to this poor child. Just saying. You have to use your imaginations for this part. Unless, Chris, you want to do the robot cadence? No. Okay. <laughs> so now it's all up to you. I do not. Yeah. He went on and on. Unlike Chris. On and on. As if the grinning man were a malfunctioning machine caught in an endless loop. It was then that, just as he had been on the perch, the, the unusual man halted mid-word and, and became utterly immobile. 
So he just freezes again. So like, okay. when she first opened the door, and he's just like, grinning, like, ah. yeah. And now he's just there again. Okay. This guy sucks. Yeah. Right. No, it's it, it's shitty. The only thing that moved was the sweat dripping down his makeup streak brow onto the floor, and probably his mom's good carpet, because that's just the way it's gonna work. Asshole. Okay. Adele stared at the frozen fiend, unsure of what to do next. I think we can all agree. It'd be pretty tough to figure out what yeah, to do. Yeah, totally. She was growing more and more terrified by the moment when suddenly the beaming man spun around, locked his eyes onto hers, and screamed, Watch the light! Without uttering another word, the curious caller gave the clock one last friendly pat as if saying goodbye to an old friend, then used his hands to reposition one of his legs turned and staggered towards the entrance utilizing the same marionette-like movements. Mm. Adele hurried, as she would have to do, past the awkwardly ambulatory entity in order to swing the door open (coughs) before he walked straight into it. Without so much as an acknowledgement of her efforts or a thank you for her hospitality, the ashen interloper, I'm proud of that one, everybody. Come on. Ashen interloper, thank you. Ashen interloper. I don't often get direct feedback. Enigmatic entities. Congratulations. Alliteration. I love it. Be your friend. Yeah. Okay. The ashen interloper, as I said, walked out of her house and out of her life. So he, as he's walking, he actually so physically adjusts his leg to. to yeah, get that's a to Michael go? Jackson move. Oh, that's it totally is, a dance yeah, move. Like, a like right, you do Chamon. the thing, you shift your leg. Yeah. Totally. So he's really okay. So, like most things that we talk about, the angles that we normally take are. You know, is there anything to be gained by if this is a hoax or just, you know, a girl? Oh, were you lying? under the misconception I was done? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, that that would have oh. been a, just a terrible Mark. error on your part. Oh, I thought that, I thought Come that was a story. Come on. She's just walking towards the front door. Shit's never oh. over, dude. Okay. <laughs> Get it together. Thank you. Can I go on? Yeah, thank you. Yes, you can go. <laughs> Once he had stepped onto the porch, Adele quickly locked the door and rushed to the window to see where he was heading next. But much to her dismay, she could find neither hide nor hair of her curious collar. In fact, it was as if he had managed to vanish into thin air. So from the time it took her to lock a door, I assume run to a very nearby window. Right. He's just gone. So either he's hiding on the side of the house and being a dick or something magical. I don't know. (laughs) That's it. That's the only Those are the two options. Yeah, okay. Okay. Ducking by the porch. Misery. Yeah, all right. Okay. High sorcery. Hide and go seek. Jerk. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> to say that the 16-year-old was bewildered would be an understatement. Although her abnormal guest had, had, had at no time been outwardly threatening, Adele could not shake the sense of unease that the decidedly odd encounter was something she would never forget. Poorly written. I apologize. And with that, she was... She was I'm sorry. And what was she to make of his puzzling finally co- final command to watch the lights? According to an interview conducted with author Lynn Pickett for her book, The Massive Book of UFOs, which I think is a bit of a misnomer because at no point did anyone mention a UFO yeah, no, in this case. no. But at least she's there on the scene. Adele found out what her grinning guest meant a little while later when a veritable constellation of tiny luminosities suddenly materialized and began to frolic about her family room like ethereal troops of dancing fireflies. Whoa. The show was as brief as it was brilliant, but then, just as mysteriously as they had appeared, the little lightning bug Barishnikovs left through the window, presumably to rejoin the pale man in his ongoing adventures through Yorkshire and perhaps beyond. 
Shut up. Yorkshire. It is Yorkshire. <laughs> we won that fucking war. Did right. we really? That's not, it's not <laughs> the time. It's yeah. just not the time. All right. We have a postscript. Right. We have a postscript, and then we're going to break this shit down. And I will say, in an interesting postscript, the clock that had so enthralled the smiling salesman ceased to work following the visitor's tapping chant of your father, his time. The broken timepiece served as nothing more useful than an extravagant paperweight until, years later, it spontaneously began to work again during a televised broadcast of Yuri Geller's utensil-bending goodness oh. in the 1970s. Now, is anyone even remotely familiar with Yuri Geller? Oh. Kind of crazy charlatan, but he got super famous claiming he could bend spoons, use psychic powers. He recanted it, and a lot of people at the time were really obsessed. So it seems like a complete coincidence, but maybe it's not. Maybe there's some crazy <laughs> magic happening. Either way, the clock worked again. It did not look like a stagecoach. People could tell time. God bless, amen. <laughs> so did, so it, did it stop working after the after the he was after, done after it was fondled by the grinning man? Right. You know, yeah. molested, padded. Your father has time. Market with then a it B. stopped working for various years right. until some point in the seventies when Yuri Geller. Bless his heart. Fix oh, that fucking his, clock. his power. Yeah. Okay. The his power, power of the Geller compels you. Kind no. of a long time for it not to work, but all right, yeah. Cool. And there it is. All right. So now is this person so. saying that she's a liar and she's making it all up? I do no, not say do. that. I absolutely Can we do not. say that? We, me, we can. <laughs> let me tell you guys some of the theories, because obviously this case has been kicking around for decades upon decades. One of the main theories is, now y'all have heard of Men in Black, right? It's a simple thing. But unlike, uh, you know, the cinematic version where they're all, like, super dapper and, uh, you know, and they go around making you forget things, the original version, especially the ones that were um, reported on in the early, well, mid part of the 20th century, were usually small, very awkward, uh, almond-eyed, kind of olive-skinned entities that seemed to be as disturbing for the thinly-veiled threats they were making to UFO eyewitnesses as they're just inability to function with like simple human etiquette so a lot of people have said well this seems to be a clear-cut case of that he had this ruddy <clears throat> complexion that was makeup uh the smile might have just been a weird thing but because she didn't see a ufo at least as far as we know and there didn't yeah. seem to be any alien encounter i can't necessarily subscribe to that another more interesting theory that i i'm into is uh the idea that it might be a grinning man now do you want to know anything about grinning man it's pretty awesome, right? I mean, it's like the creepiest thing. So what these things are are like seven-foot-tall, bald men, very pale, perpetual shark-like grin, eyes set very far apart, and eyewitnesses don't seem to be able to remember if they had noses or ears or any other facial features save a giant grin and these beady, wide-set eyes. And what's more interesting is that they aren't necessarily a phenomenon in and of themselves, but they were seen in Point Pleasant during the Mothman flap. They were seen during the Zanfretta abductions. That was a really famous uh, series of abductions in Toriglia, Italy, I think, in the 1970s, uh, where this guy kept getting grabbed by eight-foot-tall reptiles with face masks. It's awesome. We'll talk about that another day. But, uh, but anyway, these things always seem to show up where something else is happening, whether they're observers, space cops, we don't know. We have no Space idea what they are. Cops. But this thing does smack of a grinning man in a lot of ways. 
Olympics. It does, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm definitely intrigued by that. A few of the key things aren't there. Grinning men also are almost always seen in plaid pants with a, a metal chest plate. So that's... Yeah, what a episode did we do with that? It was uh, it was the Grinning Man, but was it like in in New Jersey? Or yeah, was it? yeah, yeah. When yeah, yeah. Jimmy Ankitis and uh, oh, yeah, Mouse Nunaz yeah. had <laughs> had an interaction with this guy. I mean, they, yeah. they've been seen all over. Like I say, it's always in conjunction, usually with another phenomenon. The last one, and this is a theory that is of the batshit crazy variety that I love, is that some people actually think it is a repurposed corpse that, through computer chips and mechanization had been, you know, just like say, upcycled to become uh, some yeah. sort of agent uh, of so what like I don't robo, know. Like a robo-zombie? Like a robo-zombie. Yeah. 100% a robo-zombie. Right. For what purpose, who knows? To do what? This horrible combination of sinew and steel and gray matter yeah. and microchip just fucking around and scaring teenagers? Just shows up sure, why not? Oh, yeah, like, that sounds good. All right, yeah, loving I mean, clocks? Who doesn't love clocks? I mean, carriage yeah. clocks. We've been talking about this all day. My favorite. We just found out what they were. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> like 15 minutes ago. Yeah, absolutely. It's the best. So, it is... Like so many of these cases, a standalone one-shot deal with a very weird, weird entity and a very scared human being, something that she would never forget, and it seems like would have no real value in making this encounter up. I mean, she didn't seem to monetize it. It didn't seem to, you know, turn into yeah, a book deal really, or anything. There isn't anything for her to gain by making this up. She's and not it, getting money out of it. She's not getting notoriety. She's just telling some crazy shit. And that's what I love about it, because now we're left with what the fuck is going on? What was his deal? How come he couldn't get time? Why is he making his... He can't... Yeah, so... Why are his shoes in the wrong feet? Clothes are okay. up, Small hat? Why is, it, why is he walking like a shitbag puppet? Yeah. In someone's nice know. home. <laughs> in Yorkshire. And he's just, I don't know if that makes a difference. All he cares about is his clothes. Not sure that makes a difference. Like, all right, well, uh, so what are, your, uh, what are your theories on this, Robert? Well, I mean, aside from those things that you just said, obviously. <laughs> so are you leaning more towards like a Grinning Man situation where maybe there was some UFO activity in the area at some point, maybe just not documented? I think it's a really super shitty beta android. Oh, are you on <laughs> I android? don't know right. who I know Why? about like fucking yeah. twisted government scientific cabal or whatever. I don't know what London was doing at the time in Yorkshire. Was but what I do know <laughs> is that governments like to build robots. Well, it's 68. I mean, maybe if someone had a hint of the glory to come, they yeah, knew they yeah, needed more yeah. than one. Robert yeah. Smith clone, totally. Maybe the real Robert Smith died early, and they knew they needed this guy as a backup, and this is how they tested him. But he was... The oh, he's the final version. Yeah, he's the final version, yeah. because they needed something that would be appropriately awkward. <laughs> and he mastered it. Slash, slash grinning man. Well, no, let's be specific. He is a carcass. The final version, though. Automaton. Yeah. You can't tell the difference. That became a super, super pop star yeah. that we all love. At least I do. I don't care if you guys you, know. You might be alone <laughs> here with that one. I don't know. I'm, I'm standing by. I, I have no yeah. issue with Robert Smith. Might be alone. Yeah. Jeez, all right, who loves the cure? Come on. Who right, uh, likes the cure? Then I'm, we're not alone. I'm glad so I we all love over robots. Here with me now, raising his hand. That's right. The underside cover, voice on crime. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> exactly. You have oh, to test it out right. in the neighborhoods. You have to figure it out. You have to figure out how it works. That's what I'm how saying. How it's going to interact. You don't know. So I wonder what the connection to the clock is. 
It's odd. I mean, the whole clock really is the whole point of the story because it it dances and there's like lights come out of it, right? The the Barishnikov no, the light, appear. The lights don't actually come out of the clock. I don't know where you got Mark, that. Mark, what are you oh. listening to? Uh, do you hear what I say? But they thought the lights came out of the clock. No, the lights just magically appeared. The lights appeared. appeared? Okay. My little lightning bug Barishnikov. Wow. You, you just waste time having them come out of clocks. All right. Well, I mean, maybe they're trapping the clock. What were the lights? <laughs> what is the point? I don't know. That's, was a, it, was that's it like actually the weirdest show? thing. Nanobots. That's what I'm talking about. Why Adele? Did she give birth to the next Hitler? In Yorkshire, <laughs> yes, of course. I I think maybe it's preventative. Whenever something weird happens, I'm always thinking someone's about to fuck up fundamentally, and and the fates, the universe, whatever whatever enforcing power you care or don't care to believe in, send a crappy robot, send some shitbag half flesh. Bald makeup having weirdo <laughs> to come just put you in a slightly different direction right. so that you know your second child isn't Edie Amin. It doesn't always work because we got Edie Amin. But more often than not, it I might. think we're being saved by these really fleshy fuckalls. So they're like they're showing up just at random points to adjust to, to make a, a bit of an adjustment so the things don't go to whatever horrible place they're gonna go. It's Occam's razor. Okay. It's just yeah. the simplest <laughs> solution. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Clearly, yeah, yeah. there's no it's better, the most logical, straightforward way yeah. to explain this. Yeah. All right. I mean, okay. So I mean, if you guys want to be absurd, so they're just preventing. And just say it's some weirdo with horror. alopecia right. that cool. happens to like go to people's houses and creep out teenagers. Fine, be a weirdo. I think I came up with the one solution that makes fucking sense. I think you did. Actually, I don't really have a I don't know about that, but that. That's it? I think it's just that they uh, are saving us from ourselves, possibly? Somebody has to. Walk in the darkness? Stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's too soon. All right, Chris, you got any closing soon. thoughts with us? No, I, yeah, he was just confused. The, the only thing weird is the lights. I don't know, even know what the that... The lights are kind of strange, deal, but I mean... I mean, everything else is weird, but it's not like out right. of the realm of possibility he put his shoes on the wrong feet and he has some sort of weird thing. But the, but then when it comes to those lights and that weird... Uh, yeah. See, that's really the weirdest. It's that kind of thinking that really pisses me off. Science, Rob? Jesus Christ. <laughs> why are why we you, here? Why, why you, are we here? Why do you grasp at these straws of idiocy when I present a fully formed, easy to read, lovable theory? See you guys next week. Yep, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone out here have ideas? Want to share? Other than, other than robots, Kenny. Could be a Terminator. A Terminator. All right. right, I like that Terminator. Oh, it's the shittiest Terminator, though. Yeah, worst Terminator ever. Right on. Oh, nice. yeah. That's a awesome. good point. That's a good point. That oh, would explain actually, the lights. Oh, that would explain the lights. Well. Oh, what if he was like this weird automaton ambassador built by the, the wee folk to like bridge <laughs> the gap between us and them? And they just fucked up dramatically. Like, they just didn't get the protocols right. It's not even beta. It's like Zeta. It's like just the worst thing ever. And it's trying to, like, like just establish communication with the youth as you'd want to. You want the next generation coming well, up to be the one that supports of you. Of course. But then once that happened, they surely tore it apart into its sundry pieces because yeah. it was a fucking aborted mission right out of word. Okay. Yeah, right at word go. So. I mean, I like the fairy idea. That sounds good. Yeah. We didn't even go there. All right. No, fairy didn't. Frankenstein? A fairy. Oh. Fairy Frankenstein. Uh, the lights. Can you tell my wife what happened to the lights? Absolutely. I think we zoned out on the lights. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm, 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 
Listen, I'm a boring orator. Deal with it. Oh, wait. She thought that they came out of the clock, too. Someone's on my team. That, well, that's why you guys are that's married. That's why you married. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wrong we together. We got smart babies. <laughs> we got two. <laughs> Nick, they flew out the window. The yep. They danced about the young lady in her sitting room, the lounge probably, and then just went whoop, out the window. It the was not fixtures. <laughs> it, the it was not the lamps in the room <laughs> or the chandelier. <laughs> oh man! Uh, oh boy! <laughs> they were spontaneously forming orbs of light, okay. like Ooh. baby Foo Fighters or like little tiny fireflies. Yeah, they did their thing. They did not come from the clock with no discernible origin. And then once <coughs> they were done doing their thing, oh after a brief time, they left the via the window. That is creepy, that's what right? I was saying. That's Actually, the, that's, that's the, the pretty the, part. I it, mean, it's the paranormal yeah, that's the part, weirdest part. Yes. The lights just appeared out of nowhere. Would you not be thrilled by no, that? No, I know. Oh my gosh, dude! Ground display. Yeah, in your fucking living room, seriously. Yeah, just it's not like the fucking Fourth of July. It's just these little dancing lights of glory. It's little Tinker Bells having it's a good time. Barishnikov. It was Barishnikov. I'm in. Yeah. Were those stop looking at me? I literally called them Barishnikov because they were dancing in the air. It's my bad. I wish I hadn't done it because now you're abusing the fucking privilege. I like that you did it. I appreciate it. All right. Well, you're, good. You're my Barishnikov. They're <laughs> uh, so, I like the lights. Who else is creeped out by the lights? Anybody else creeped right, lights? Creep creep out Why are you creeped out by the lights? They don't belong in your house. Thank you. <laughs> or coming from, I'm sorry, they're not coming from the clock. Oh, God damn it. I'm not going to let it go. They did not come from the fucking clock. I, uh, we've, we've established, established that. Yes. Oh, we, we think alike. That's yes. interesting. Why is it fixing the clock? So. Mm. Right, right. Why the clock? Good question. Fairies love time. That's the fact <laughs> that I kind of made up. Well, but... Um, Maybe this is more temporal than I thought. You, you actually are making me think. Maybe there is something that is, is less about, uh, you know, either, either magic or earth science or extraterrestrial science at the time, but something more about time travel. Maybe the fact that him trying to figure out where he is, what time he is, maybe even trying to figure out why he is there, if he's like... A reluctant time traveler that had no idea where he ended up well, or why. He said something about the father. He's, it, it's the, the father... The father, Two. his time, his time. Yeah, so and he chanted what that does that even over. mean? Not well, just the father. You could either assume it's because Adele said, this is my dad's retirement gift, it's, it's my dad's, and it tells time. And he's, she, you know, it's, it's just repeating back those phrases. Or confirming that's the th thing he needs because the dad has something to do so with it's, something. It's all about the dad. Why not? Why? Uh, why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. I'm saying why not? No, well, yeah, I know, but uh, no, there, there's, like no, there's, there's is, no evidence it is of that, but why not the dad? Why even bring up the dad? Because she said it was his dad. Her so dad's you think clock. he's just a repeating mechanism? Well, this is why I wrote it down. <laughs> oh, he's checking his notes. Oh, no, what did you do? He's checking his notes. What, what, did, what did he, yeah. What, okay, no. All right, so at one point, Adele says, he made me so nervous I started to blather. I told yeah. him the clock was my father's retirement present, which seemed to be a huge revelation to him. So, yes. Um, but, but still, I mean, you're right. Could it be a deeper thing? Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Like, I, I dig what you're saying. The obsession with time is interesting. 
Because this thing is anomalous. All jokes aside about robo-zombies, and uh, even though it does fit the template of a lot of Men in Black encounters and this weird, weird Grinning Man phenomenon, um, it really doesn't make sense. And if it was just a weirdo, he picked the weirdest way to be a weirdo. Like, the idea of a creepy old dude coming in on a teenage girl is like a lifetime movie that you just don't want to see. It's like this heinous case that could really happen. But it's not creepy in that way. It's creepy in all the wrong yeah, yeah, ways. Right, no, yeah, it's I mean, weird. those are worse ways, but in the wrong ways of, like, what the F is going on? And no, it's more like, like a, more like a, a Twilight Zone and yes. less like an after-school special. 100%. Thank you. So Bad could, touch, this be, <laughs> could this be ultra-terrestrials? Possibly? Yeah. Now, ultra-terrestrials. Does anybody know what an ultra-terrestrial is? No, no. I saw one. Uh, yeah. It's, saw a, it's anything and everything. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it is not anything and everything. Isn't it? It has the potential. To, to be anything and everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So an ultra-terrestrial. A, a brief. Really, yeah. really super brief. It's a theory held by um, a few paranormal investigators, especially famous ones like John Keel, who wrote the Mothman Prophecies, and uh, Jacques Vallée and a few others have espoused this of these entities that are these sort of amorphous uh, indigenous creatures that have been here as long as, if not longer, than, you know, modern humans, and that they can assume different shapes, but their overriding agenda is to eat our fear. So they do crazy, batshit crazy things, sometimes outright terrifying, sometimes just bizarre, so you get this feeling of unease, depending, I guess, if they want a light snack or a full fucking Thanksgiving four-course meal. And their only purpose is to show you things that will induce these states of paranoia and outright terror so that they can come in like a honey badger and lap it up. That is it in a nutshell. They allegedly live on Earth, but in this place that was called the super spectrum. So I guess you could compare it to either like a parallel planet or maybe an alternate dimension, though that gets into literally elements of dimension and math that become kind of convoluted. So the long and short of it is, they are whatever the fuck they want to be, whenever the fuck they want to be. You're their food, and boo. And that's ultra-terrestrials in a nutshell. Yeah. So whether it's a so Bigfoot, Mothman, Alien, Lizard Man, whatever. A, anything could a be. A lot of people go to that theory. Okay, all right, well. The hard part is, and this is something I like to call the magic whale, which is when you glom onto something that is just so patently over-the-top, absurdly paranormal, that it dries up every other line of questioning, um, then that leaves you with nowhere to go. It's like you, yeah, you lose any, I mean, yes, we're batshit crazy and we love weird shit and that's part of the fun of this. But you also have to use a little, like a, just a taste of the scientific method. You have to at least pretend you're trying to get to some facts at some point. Otherwise, well, yeah. the, everything's carte blanche. Yeah, so that's, that's what I'm saying. So it's time travel. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was saying. <laughs> yep, no, Mark, Mark nailed it. All right, cool. Yep, yeah, perfectly. Time right. travel. Oh, yeah, yeah. So maybe ultra terrestrial, because the one thing I would say in terms of that, if these things exist, I'm dubious if these things exist, um, this is a classic case of just freaking somebody the fuck out. And maybe there's a nice piquant sort of minerally flavor when you just like make somebody feel really weird. You know, not like outright <laughs> scare, but just skeevy. Maybe that's just a flavor you don't always get. So they're like, these great fucking gastronomic masters just getting what little yeah. they want in the perfect way. And maybe this dude just elicited from that girl just that fucking fine flavor. Yeah, well. Or, or, or not. And that's the beautiful thing about all these. You always can add an or not. Anyone perfect. else have anything they want to add or ask? What are we calling it? It's called the salesman. 
So just that, it's like, it almost like an old urban legend. You expect there to be a hook in the back door or some something in the <laughs> oven, baby-like. But no, it's just the salesman. <laughs> the salesman. What? Ah, uh, that's a... Come on, Sam. Oh, wait a minute. Come on, Bosky. No, no. In all fair, in all fairness, Brian came to class late. There's no, there's no boats. There's no, As no, such, no, he no did boat not was mentioned. That when he showed up at the front door and knocked on the door, like a door to our salesman, he asked something to the effect of, "Well, you know, I can read it to you directly." Can you? Yes, I can. Hold on. Do you have insurance? Is it now? See. So salesmen in that sense. Though on Sundays, it's got a little dinghy, just <laughs> mad rowing. Out there on the seas. Know, nice. Catching sunfish, getting rays, reading a book. Please. That's interesting. See, the, fa- the father. So the father. All right. It's, it's, it's possible. It's a recurring thing. Yeah. See, this is something when I was doing the research, it never occurred to me, but I love it because this is open up the You just assumed he was repeating what she said. And maybe he was excited about the carriage clock simply because it was an artifact associated with the father. Right. But then I wonder, because this is, this is what kills you. There's no follow-up. There's no Cases follow-up. Cases like this invariably, like a lot of time it's one and done anyway. It's like a, a bad one-night stand with a paranormal entity and everyone wants to forget it and move on and somebody writes about it eventually because they're dicks. But... uh. But in this case, I would love to know if there was any other odd encounters, any other strange visitors, if the father ever experienced anything. Did did he work for, like, was he a scientist? That's what I'm saying. Like, some shady stuff? Was he part of the early nuclear program for Britain? And right. And was involved in some advanced, weird, either time travel or nuclear, or who the hell knows right. what? Right. These are all great possibilities with no way of, like, that. that's always part of the problem. I know. It's full of intrigue. But could it have something to do with the father? Fuck Yeah. Does it? Who the fuck knows? Uh, <laughs> we just don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to think so. Now, after hearing all of these You've good pieces of... Uh, You've been converted. Yeah, no. The dad was in on it. Something shady was happening. Thank God Adele was there to save the day. Yeah. Here, here's for Adele. Come on, everybody. All right, for Adele. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Bless her heart. England. 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 Woo. So I think, is that a good way to All right, it that's it. All right. Yeah. Cool. Thank you all so very much for joining us for the Kryptonaut Podcast. Social medias, Instagram, Twitters, and Facebook. And we're going to take a five-minute break and then come back and do more. Yes, no? Sure. We I, got time to do another one right. if you're going to hang out. Cool. Do, you, do you guys want to hear another one? Or yeah. Are you too much? Okay. All, right. All, right. all right. It's like a five-minute break, and then we'll do it again. All right. Word. Thank you. So uh, this <laughs> next story is the stone-headed jellyfish trio. Oh, that's, interesting. That's, is, that's weird. It, it is, is weird. weird, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does sound kind of like a cool band, is that a j- right? Jazz yeah. fusion. No, it's uh, definitely. It's a, it's a late 60s acid rock band <laughs> yeah. cut off of Woodstock yeah. last second. Never got famous. Two EPs. The Stoneheaded yeah. Jellyfish Trio. That's In the what it's called. dead of night, midway through the first decade of the new millennia, a terrified Tucson residence would have a surreal face to rocky face encounter with a troika of hideous home invaders who not only defy the conventions of terrestrial biology, but the fundamental laws of physics themselves. And that's when oh, you're fucking troika. up. Because we have to value the laws of physics. Second only, perhaps, to the laws of thermodynamics. You start fucking with either of them, you're fucking up the program. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Get, get, just get to say, out. These now, people are a real threat. Am I the only one that when I see the word Tucson spelled, I say Tuxin? Like Tuxin, New Jersey? Am I the only one? Nicole probably does. Nicole, do you see that too, Tuxin? 
Do you? Do you? You guys are a match made in heaven. This is why we are together for 10 plus years. We can't pronounce words. It's kind of like it's kind of like macabre. Yes. The macabre. Macabre. All right. Macabre. Macabre. <laughs> All right, Robert, so tell us about the stone-headed jellyfish trio. All right. Well, to start with, they're fucked up. They're really, really <laughs> fucked up. Thanks for All coming. Right. Yeah, so, thanks. You know, <laughs> that's it. Boom. Do your research. Okay. <laughs> this one's recent, so I'm pretty excited about that. Sometime in March of 2005, a woman who understandably chose to remain unidentified claimed to have gotten into a quarrel with her boyfriend at the home the two shared in Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> the subject and duration of their argument remains a mystery, but what is known is the fact that the man stormed out in a fit of peak at about 3 a.m. Fit of peak? I'm done. with what's fucking peak? peak? What's peak? It's classic Bruce Banner. <laughs> Do not stir me to a fit of peak, sir. Okay. You right. would not like me in a fit of peak. So he left wow. at 3 in the morning? <laughs> it's anger. Yeah. Okay. He's, oh, just anger. P- he's pissed. Okay, cool. He's pissed. That's it. Okay. Without having spoken to the woman whose paramour stalked off, it is impossible to know where her head was at. Did she feel vindicated having managed to right some hitherto neglected wrong, or was she guilty (laughs) about having caused an unnecessary row? I don't know. Was she still seething with anger or sobbing uncontrollably? These questions cannot be satisfactorily answered with the information provided, but one can at least surmise that following their acrimonious war of words, a heavy energy hung within the Tucson home. The kind of emotional outpouring that often creates its own form of psychic barometric pressure that can emotionally weigh down those caught in its dark psychogravitational pull, that's from Freud, I didn't make that up. Nice. I did. I totally did. (laughs) Sending ominous electrically charged ripples up and down one's spine. This environment was the backdrop to, or perhaps the lightning rod for, one of the most incredible and nightmarish encounters ever chronicled between a human being and an unknown entity. The first hint that something was amiss came as the woman stood on her front lawn, presumably to either demand her boyfriend a vamoose beg him to stay or simply watch him go. Whatever the circumstances of his departure, the woman found herself alone and that's when she was startled by a series of iridescent blue flashes emanating from the night sky. That's just... Yeah, see. You don't want that. that. You know what? I always think Poltergeist. Does anyone else have like a favorite horror film where you think... No, that's... Yeah, oh, that's a good it's one. like milk being poured into an aquarium circa like mid-80s and yeah. it's just this rolling nightmare cloud of ick and you're like, oh, fuck. I gotta get inside. I gotta mm-hmm. just tape the windows. It sucks. That's what I'm seeing here. Like when I hear chainsaws? No, there's nothing like that. <laughs> nothing at all? Really? No, I don't even sure? know where we're going Where do you that. see a snake? Yeah, when I see a snake, we hear chainsaws. The world's ending. Like, oh, no, it's over. It's done. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> like that, Mark. It's 100% like that. <laughs> all right. Not remembering any kind of... Sorry. Not resembling any kind of lightning she'd ever seen, the woman wisely decided to retreat, page two, back inside of the safety of her home in order to avoid the meteorological madness rippling through the clouds. It would be easy to assume that the homeowner felt as if she dodged an atmospheric bullet, but the moment she entered her house, she would encounter a threat infinitely more unfathomable than the bizarre blue light show outside. Anyone want to guess? I mean, it's in the title. Chainsaws? Yeah. It's not fucking chainsaws. (laughs) Are you sure? You don't know. It is never chainsaw. We a do troika? not do a oh, chainsaw. It's a je- jelly headstone. I knew you'd be uh, mad about the troika. <laughs> I like the, I like troika. It's cool. Jesus Christ. Yeah, perestroika. I like your vocabulary. The woman <laughs> was likely riveted to the spot as she stared at what must have been 
sorry, as she stared with what must have been ashen-faced terror at the enormous entity that reared up in the center of her living room. This bizarre being stood nearly eight feet at its apex and was crowned with a mineralized face that the eyewitness would describe as resembling a rock head. So she turns around, there's just this big, giant, eight-foot thing standing there? With a big rock head. Shit. Yeah. Right. Big, shitty rock no, head. But no, no chainsaws? Right? <laughs> no, fuck I'm just making sure. Why? I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. You, you got to let go of the chainsaw. I can't. All right, fine. Whatever. I can't have nice things. All right. No, no, you can't. Even weirder, if you may was the thing's gelatinous, jellyfish-like skin that had the cephalopod-like ability to change its color and texture to blend into the background of whatever it happened to be standing in front of. As it moved through her family room, the objects behind it must have warbled like a mid-60s TV dream sequence, further enhancing the surreality of the situation. So what we have... eight-foot-tall jellyfish with a rock head? translucent fucking jelly body. Gross. With a, with a big rock head. Just in your it's living room after a fight with your significant other? It's, it's not when you want to... You never want to deal with this. But you don't want to deal with this, well, after especially a, after, after a blowout yeah, with your husband. Yeah, exactly. this sucks. We always eat Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Zool. Fold the laundry. <laughs> Looking at you, Nick. Nobody wow. wants Zool. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, you don't. It's okay. I do. It's fine. <laughs> if we're quite done. <laughs> Continue. Uh-huh. Please. Morph. Unfortunately, goddammit, Carno, <laughs> this lone observer failed to elucidate for future researchers, like fucking yours truly, as to whether or not this being was vaguely humanoid, an undulating tentacle smothered Lando War. Oh, Lando War. Oh. Lando War. Or oh. just a blob like lump with a chiseled, stony, Easter Island like head, which I am convinced from certain angles looked a lot like Clint Eastwood circa Ot 3. What else could it have looked like? 100% the way No, you're right. Yeah, no, totally. While there's no consensus <laughs> as to the looming thing's appearance, what the woman made clear was that it was accompanied by two nearly identical entities, whose only significant difference was their height as these beings stood just under five feet tall. Were mm. these smaller versions merely acolytes of the bigger creature or perhaps pint-sized <coughs> progenies? I, I don't know. I don't know either. I just don't know. So you got no. one, not to recap too much, but you got one giant eight-foot one, then you got two little minis? There's many. Like, Floyd, like, just kind of hanging out with it? That's it. So, eight foot, identical, five foot, so three foot shorter. That sucks. It's well, <laughs> exponentially, really. yeah. Yeah. It's literally three times suckier than it was yeah, when it was well, just yeah. one thing. All right. Yeah. Jesus. All right. One almost can't help but to wonder if this was a case of natal homing. I'm going to throw some theories early. Oh, man. That's right. A process by which certain animals travel back to their place of birth in order to reproduce. Could it be that this suburban tract in southern Arizona served as the spawning ground for these Mussolini monstrosities? And Mussolini means anything light and fluffy that you eat. I was wondering I why just, you're bringing I up love Mussolini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, this Mussolini-like uh. monstrosity. <laughs> Johnny Big Words. Yeah, totally. Yep. The access power of monstrosities. <laughs> Let's continue. Okay. Less concerned about their roots than their intentions, the woman watched in horror as this trinity of amorphous entities undulated through her house. She wasn't just frightened for herself, but for the other members of the household, presumably her children, who were sleeping in adjacent rooms. That sucks. That just amplifies the horror. Trying to maintain a safe distance from these terrible trespassers, the woman watched as these phantasmagorical fiends moved from room to room, sometimes using doorways, other times passing directly through solid walls, as if they weren't there. Uh, yeah, that's, that's called gross. magic. 
It's magic. Or science. It's, it's magic. magic or science. It's one of the two. It's always one of the two. <laughs> Was this a case of rapidly oscillating molecular displacement or simply gooey, viscous flesh oozing its way through the tiny pores and cracks of the wooden plaster that separated the rooms? Unfortunately, the report does not offer much info as to the method employed by these, wait for it, glutinous goblins. Oh, yeah, nice. This uh, mic, but it's very expensive. Yeah, no, don't drop it. No, we don't have money for that, Robert. We don't. For an, yeah, for an extended, although unspecified period of time, the wary woman followed her uninvited and decidedly inhuman guests as they wandered through her home in a seemingly random fashion. It was then that events took a turn toward the terrifying when the largest of the creatures turned toward the woman as if acknowledging her presence for the first time. Um, so the whole time they're right. in their house, they're in her house, they're not even acknowledging that she's there. They're just like floating, just doing nothing. I even just, care. And then all of a sudden they just sludging through one the of the rooms, yeah. being all fucking well, you jellyfish have to show bodied. Up. You have to do your show up deal. Maybe they didn't even notice her. Like maybe they can't even see us. Maybe they're just... They didn't have eyes, necessarily. Maybe the level of reality Listen. they function on has no room for us. Flashbacks. Well, well, well we're going to find out. And the shitty things we do. Okay. Except that that theory is totally <laughs> fucked because I already said <laughs> yeah. it yeah, noticed it her for the first time. Yeah. So maybe it got new glasses. That's probably what happened. Okay. It's hard to imagine that this thing's sudden change in demeanor did not startle the observer, but what came next was literally petrifying. According to the report, it was at this point that the enigmatic entity, that's for you, Mark, unleashed a stream of unidentified liquid from its body no. that solidified the moment it made contact with the Ew. woman's flesh. No, no, it didn't. Yeah, it's gross. No, yeah. it didn't. So we'll save the porn jokes, but it <laughs> no, is it just <laughs> a super did not nasty happen. thing, and you don't want it. Yeah. Nobody wants it. No, because it didn't Maybe happen. Maybe it's marking its territory. Yeah, it could yeah, be. It could be, you know? She could be his property. Like like a cat marking? Yeah. yeah. Totally. It loves you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it will bring you dead things to You belong to this eat. gelatinous headed thing. Oh, yeah. You're going to find heads all over the place. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No, totally. That's how it shows. It. Like, instead of like mice and parakeets, it brings <laughs> it just, you heads. It just brings like, yeah, you just like get, sundry you, you heads you, of all sorts of species. Yeah, you Desert get heads. Folk. Yeah. Oh, oh, desert folk? Who the fuck are desert folk? That sounds vaguely, I don't know, insulting. Is that a dune reference? Like, if it's not no, racist, it's still horrible. Like, live in the desert. Like they live them. In yeah, they yeah. live in Tuxin, New Jersey. Yeah, oh. You're a horrible person, okay. desert folk. I'm just saying, it wow. kills desert people. All right, I was thinking Arrakis, like, but whatever. Tatooine, whatever. Could be the Jun Horde. Yeah, could, could be, be the, the Jun Horde. Horde. Yeah. Or Sotokar Troopers. We can just oh, yeah. go on and on with dune references <laughs> yeah, all no, night. I know. Yeah. The Fremen. Alarmed and almost certainly convinced that the hardening sludge was designed to incapacitate her and perhaps even prevent her from protecting those who were still asleep in her home, the woman struggled to extricate herself from the quickly coagulating mess, but found, to her surprise, that the substance offered very little resistance and seemed to fall right off. I can't help but to think. The first oh, thing that comes oh, to well, mind so, right. is that shit bag, like cherry wax you get on like a soft ice cream cone. You know what I'm talking about? Like that? It's like like wax lips. It's delicious and addictive, yet absolutely fucking horrible oh, okay. and a waste of time. Like uh, yeah. it just comes right off so easy. That's what I'm thinking. This thing's breaking off in these little hunks of shell. Uh, sorry, this yeah. Little shit baggery. Like, but it's like dried snot and jizz. It's like a nightmare. You knew it. Someone had to say it. We all were thinking it. There's not one person that wasn't thinking it. See you next week. 
Why? Patreon.com slash podcast. Instagram, Twitter. Hashtags not in jizz. Just saying. Oh, my God. It's trending already. We just lost four Patreon people. We literally did. Can't wait to hear your other pod without us. All right. Next page. Okay. As the hunks of quick <laughs> of quick set jellyfish mangoo broke oh, off her skin, geez. the woman stared in what one can only assume was relief while the terrifying trio glided out of her home and into the night, never to be seen or at least reported again. As to whether they used one of the entrances provided or merely slipped through a solid wall is anyone's guess. And there we have the rock-headed jellyfish trio. Circa 2005. Wow. Yes, thank you. All right. So a lot of research. If you're, you you're lucky people are still wall, here. Why bother going through a door? Like, if you can just phantasmagorically move through solid objects, that why even bother no using sense. doors? Like, I would. What's the point? If I could float, I would use my legs less than I do, which is not significantly less than I do. You just go through <laughs> shit. I would yeah, always float. true. I would always transmorgify. I don't even know what the word is. I would totally okay, we'll use that. matter. Yeah. Who wouldn't? I don't know. If you guys could teleport through shit, would you ever bother to use a door again? No. 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 Absolutely not. Nobody. Why right? bother? It's a waste. Yeah. Totally. Carpenters would be pissed, but fuck them. No hey. right. Every room would be a goddamn like trap cube. It would be like a puzzle room, but it'd be all right because fuck it, I'm through. Yeah, it's you done. just threw it. Yeah. So that's it. what these guys are living in—a world where nothing is a maze. They go to a corn maze, they just get pissed. Yeah, it's, it's a just, waste it's of just time. called corn. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's 100 percent it. Let's go to the corn. <laughs> All right, Robert. So, what are some theories that we have for this? So, it's it's fucking weird because, sure, the first thing you're gonna think is extraterrestrial. Why? Because it does not seem like indigenous Earth shit. You know, the jellyfish-bodied stone head, yeah, not a traditional no. form of fauna. Fair. It's more poltergeisty to me. In what way? Because my mind made it that way. Of, There's like, lightning. It's no, weird. Can, shit's happening. Yeah, shit totally. appears. So other shit appears. You mean? Ish. Well, the rock head is what kind of throws me off. Like, it's one thing if you've got like that a translucent, weird. weird, squirmy ass body. Okay, fine. You can function in a lot of environments on Earth. Almost all of them underwater, and none of them the desert. We'll save that for a minute. But uh, but what's the deal with the rock head? I don't know. Is it a helmet? I, I didn't ask it. Is it just whatever? They just got rock heads. Yeah. I don't know. Is it? I, I, that's all I can get from the story. They got it rock heads. They look like rock heads. Maybe it's right. not really a rock. But or it's is odd. It? it is odd. What I would the think, The whole though, thing's odd. Say but. these things are, like, say, nocturnal terrestrial creatures. Like, say, not aliens, not paranormal, just things that live on Earth. If you're basically translucent, almost to the point where you're transparent, where people can see right through you, and all you are is basically a floating rock that's either five or eight feet off the ground, depending. And, you know, Ted sees you in the desert, and everyone knows Ted's an asshole and drinks too much, so it doesn't fucking matter what Ted says. He saw a floating rock. Who gives a fuck? For the most part, you could live your life and never be seen on Earth, especially in the desert. And when you die, what happens? Your shitty little squiggle body melts, and you're just another rock in the desert. It's like a perfect way to exist under the radar. No, it is. Yeah. Except, I mean, they've never found any evidence for that thing in a desert. Yeah. Like, scorpions. How would they? they find rocks um, in deserts. They don't jelly find rock. Desiccated skull. jellyfish bodies that evaporate. How do you know they evaporate? Because I said so. This is Why what I have to deal with. Ted? What happened Bill? to him? What happened to this Ted? This is what I have to deal with. Why is Ted an asshole? Ted's an asshole. Why? Because of Texan? Because he's in New Jersey? So I have to. Yes, but they find 
rocks that through the fine art of pareidolia Man. resemble heads. What if you did find some heads in the desert? Wouldn't that fuck you up? There's a bag of heads like, ah, oh, shit. Like, what do you do? With, what do you do with a that? A bag of heads? Like, yeah. Listen, how do you celebrate Christmas after that? Heads. What are you doing? You're right, I did. That You're is the right, ultimate treasure. Uh, you mean a bag of D's? <laughs> a bag of D's? <laughs> so there's no real anyway, consensus, nope, Mark's no. fucking satchel of dildos aside. <laughs> Wait, these, they're not they're mine. Just relax, all right? <laughs> we're, I don't currently we're tabling your dildos for now. Okay? <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, that these rocks actually resembled human faces or even anything we'd recognize as a face. Yeah. Based on what she said, they just look like rocks. Right. So on that assumption, I'm assuming that they just essentially look like rocks, except for, you know, obviously Clint Eastwood, who looks like a fucking rock. Okay. So there's no difference. It's the same fucking thing. I don't even know what that means. But my big dream, my big dream would be... Your dream? Think about this. I the Moai of Easter Island. What oh, if they were the fucking Lovecraftian god kings of the earth with their big fucking 500-foot gelatinous squirm bodies walking around, doing their thing, and then they had to go to their ancestral dying ground, sort of like elephants or whatever, like the opposite of a natal homing ground. Okay. The dying homing the ground. Yeah, the dying so ground. So we die, not bang? They, they, dig, they dig a hole. Okay. Their body just goes away, and we are left with amazing antiquated architecture amazing no, yeah that's it, that's convenient, it just it kind of cool. makes it's convenient to not be I discovered i think <laughs> i nailed it with this no i, I like again, it there's it's not cool. an easier way to explain what's going on except that huge <laughs> yeah, moai headed super jellyfish <laughs> yeah. came to earth all ruled right. helped build all the pyramids and all the continents of course drained the oceans refilled them when they realized that was a bad idea i don't know why they did that that's just part of my research perfect died on easter island we have the heads science but Good yeah, night. seriously. You just, you just yeah, but no, they dug under the heads and there's bodies. There's no fucking bodies. They're just a big squishy fucking piece I'm, of I, fertilizer. Yeah, no, I'm saying Easter Island. No, they're just shit. They melt. They melt and they invigorate the soil. Home Depot uh, loves it. <laughs> that, yeah, that's not. They that's don't have not bones. They're jellyfish bodies. That if okay. they seem to be. You're right. Jellyfish it does seem a little bit bodies. Uh, oh, if someone has a better idea. It seems a little paranormally, a little bit like they're you know kind of floating. That's what I'm saying. Weird jellyfishy. Did they know, come from bodies. the storm? Are they? That's cloud what I was creatures? thinking. Yeah. Uh, zoo, we also Ghostbusters. Know? What happens when there's a swirling lightning? Bad shit. Yeah. yeah. Zool. The gatekeeper. That's what I'm saying. Vince Clortho. Yeah. That's yeah. that's my evidence. Yeah. Right. That's evidence. Ghostbusters <laughs> has That's always evidence. been evidence. Ghostbusters was That's a documentary. Right, Coleman loves it us. wasn't a movie. Right it was true. a documentary. Loves us. That's evidence. We're always. That is, That's that's evidence. I don't know. I I'm fascinated though by the thought that that these things are of Earth. I mean, there's no UFO sightings. There's no. Uh, I mean, you, again, we talked about even in just minutes ago, ultra terrestrials and other dimensions and whatnot. And all of that is always on the table, but. The fuck the magic whale right now and fuck the diabolical just for a second. You know, I'll right. embrace it for the most part. Right, well. it, I would love that the thought that we share our planet with things that we just don't usually perceive. Sure. And it takes a certain kind of maybe atmospheric electricity or some shit that allows these things to become visible. It's like the movie From Beyond. Who's seen From Beyond? The old Stuart Gordon film. Anybody from Beyond? Days. Anybody? All okay. Right. So All right. where Sweet. Sweet. Certain, a certain people, device allows you to see these horrible, nebulous, toothy eel things that are constantly around us. We can't, we can't see them. They can't see us. 
once this machine is activated, they can, and we're food. Now, it's a yep. horror it's, uh, you know, movie, and it's based on Lovecraft, so it's a scummy horror movie. But what if we are constantly surrounded by shit, but only under just the right circumstances? Do you see a rock-headed, jelly-bodied fuck-all? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, it's possible. I want that to be true. And I mean, you, you, you want that to be true? Isn't that I enough guess. sometimes? No. Fair enough. So like you get in an argument no. with your husband and then the shit, just the veil between two worlds breaks down because your argument is just that fierce? It's a possibility. All right, just put it oh, out you. There. We've all gone cool. into a room where especially a couple's arguing and you just feel that heavy. Yeah, they Whether or not you want to think it's like psychic energy or just <laughs> manifest human perception where you're like... Yeah. Someone's Fuck, in trouble. I, I got to get out of here so yeah. quick. It's like a horror yeah. show. You can feel Zool. Now, maybe that attracts nefarious things from the nether. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Maybe it's just a coincidence. But you can't help but entertain that notion. All right, the devil. F- Thank you. Tell me about it's your about demons, time. Mark. Uh, no, actually, what, your idea here about natal homing, where they're actually going back to wherever their, uh, you know, their spot is to, for like a mating ritual, I guess. Right. Right. right? That's kind of interesting because if it is like a three hundred year cycle, or something long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like so there, then, well, there wouldn't be houses man. if there was some m- amount of time. Like, say, tortoises. They live a couple hundred years. Sure. You okay. know, certain yeah. sharks. There are animals that aren't enslaved to the same kind of timeline we are because they're dicks, and I hate them for it. But if these creatures just hibernate or have suspended animation or whatever, and then, like, say, every century or so show up and breed in this area, it wouldn't take long, especially in, like, some weird suburban tract of Arizona, to be like, oh, wait, this housing development literally erupted out of nowhere, and... This is where I pork and make my oh, babies. Oh, yeah, sure. So what the fuck? So they show up to breed. There's a house, and they're like, well, sorry, we were here first. Yeah, maybe that's right really bad. Yeah, right in the way they walk like through, that. spawn. Yeah. Leave. Take their two youngins with them. See, yeah. okay. see in a century. They don't give a fuck at your goddamn TV room. That's not their concern. They that's might. Gross, they yeah. might. It's maybe. not gross. They might. Well, little, you know? Other entities that might well be benevolent and cool and intelligent porking in your TV room is not intrinsically fucked up. Cool. <laughs> no, it really is, actually. And my, Nicole's not having that shit. Mama's not going to deal with that. I, I know. All right, so no monsters porking in your TV room. All she right. told you! So, yeah, but, yeah, but what if they're cool? <laughs> yeah, what if they're cool? Yeah, I mean, it's not exactly. like they're swingers. What if it's not the, like they're saying the you guys cool have to entity. participate. <laughs> Alright, well. Alright, well there you go. All right, fair enough. Not right. in your house. Oh. All right, not in Stand my house. Your ground, not in man. my goddamn house. Right. Um, so I do like the phantasmagorical, uh, spectral, ghosty angle to it. Not much there, but I'm going to go with that. But why? Like, what about this implies something paranormal to you? Jellyfishy, weird, see-through. So jellyfish or ghosts. through walls. So whenever be, you yeah. see anything gelatinous in the ocean, it is a specter. It is a long-dead yeah. prehistoric creature haunting the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would be intending to lean towards biology. Yeah, Yeah, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. That could be biology. It's out of the water, Rob. Yeah, if it's semi-see-through, it's it's dead. It's a fucking ghost. Yeah, no, it's a ghost. Yeah, it's Patrick Swayze. Yeah, how about that? It wasn't doing pottery. Fucking roadhouse, dude. What now? (laughs) No, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I got nothing. Absolutely. You just got beat. You just got roadhouse. If that jellyfish was taught by fucking the greatest mustache ever to fight, uh, then I'm okay. Christopher, what are your thoughts on the... uh, uh, rock-headed jellyfish trio. Yeah, I don't know, man. What do you think? I don't know. The, the drugs, gut, dope. No, the, booze, the, the gut. Lean, emotional abuse. Sh- yeah, yeah, all okay, of that. Okay, good, yeah. perfect. No, Excellent. depressing terrestrial things. That's that's <laughs> yeah, what it was. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all 
Nothing no, 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 no. The, no, the gut feels more paranormal, but it, it could easily not be. When, I mean, so you two have a paranormal vibe from this. Yeah, yeah. Jump in our ghost boat, dude. No, according, I absolutely won't. Because there's the nothing account, about this that implies to me a paranormal okay. thing. We're just saying from the gut. We're not saying it is. I'm not. I'm not making an assertion that it is. The same with what my gut says it is. Non-committal as usual. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And you, you're because just saying not, that anything not enough evidence to support it. I'm just saying that's, that's why I'm saying this. So just what my gut says. All right, that's fair. So uh, my friends are wrong, and uh, wow. what it clearly is is something biological, extravagant, wonderful. Once ruled the earth, lives on Easter Island, died on Easter Island. Amen. Yeah. That's it. Now I'm curious. Does anyone out here have a theory that they would like to espouse? Oh, Bring in the noise. Oh. Oh, sea creatures, I like that. I like that one a lot. So we Good have someone back. that suggests sea creatures that live in air. Like but then the they're, they're not sea creatures, then, are they? Well, they could be. They could be land sea creatures. Uh, <laughs> it does. They're they, air creatures. They could that have live been in the like air. gently swimming inches above the ground, making them essentially could air this sea be creatures. Miniature blimps. It, oh, it's a blimp. You oh, can fuck off blimp. and die. Yeah. <laughs> fuck off and all die. It's a bad kite accident. All right. <laughs> It's a kite real bad yeah, kite no, accident. It really does seem yeah. like that. Tangled up, things got wrong. People died in the desert. Oh, interdimensional? I like that. I'm a big fan of the interdimensional oh, myself. Yeah, okay. you are. Could be. I mean, you know. I mean, why not? I mean, it's it a wi- that's a wide open spectrum. This whole idea of like parallel worlds and not just the one where, you know, I'm hot or someone's a rock star or someone else is a really good plumber or fucking whatever. All these different fucking worlds where people are just their ideal version, their shittiest version or just somebody who likes blue more or whatever but there's got to be other alternate worlds at least by the math of the scientists where shit is completely foreign to the way we would perceive it sure like utterly unfathomably foreign and in infinite possibilities if there could somehow be a breakthrough or a portal or any number of things even if it's completely an accident be it atmospheric be it emotionally charged be it what fucking ever then why not and then you get these like hot, sweet moments Why where it's not? like, I saw something, I can't explain it, you're going to think I'm crazy forever, it's over. And then we get to talk about it and drink beer later. So that's yeah. the idea. All right, cool. Anybody else got any ideas? Oh, what do you got? Oh, very good. How close are we to Area 51? I could, I could tell you if Mark Googles it right now. Okay, hold on a second. Let's see here. I mean, Tucson to Area 51. Now, deserts are places where lots of experimentation have obviously gone on by governments, both Area 51, there's the the proving grounds in Utah. There's a lot of places um, probably that aren't like seriously designated as places sure. where weird shit happens. But, you know, I mean, Stephen King was always my favorite author as a kid and the mist is phenomenal. And the whole idea of, yeah. of, of the government trying to create some weird portal that might open up a fucking, you know, a door where these Lovecraftian nightmares can come in and just be here for however amount of time. That's not beyond the realm of possibility to me. Like, they would try to weaponize anything. They would weaponize a Cthulhu in a fucking heart. Oh, 100%. 100%. So, to that end, and besides, science doesn't ever want to stop, and science that has funding that is literally bottomless is going to go buck fucking wild, and more power to them. Usually, I'm all about crazy wild science, you know, the kind of shit they have to do on ships in international water so they can get away with it. Who knows what might be happening and maybe some horrible shit, because that's the Frankenstein story. We're all living in the Frankenstein story, especially in the 21st century. That science is going to do shit because they can 
until they stop because they have to, because something else came and fucked you over. And we all know Skynet. We know that's coming. Elon Musk <laughs> is more just all about AI. Yeah, no, well, right. Maybe it's something squishy and chisel-faced and Eastwood-looking and fucking the desert that's going to be like the spearhead uh. of the great nightmare of our reality. All right, so uh, Area 51 uh, to Tucson is about seven hours and four minutes. There's well, a couple other alternate routes. As the jellyfish glides. As the jellyfish glides, but still, <laughs> close enough for me. I mean, you never know. It's, it's close enough for yeah, me. It, it works. So. What's far enough? So government experiment, possibly? Hey, I'm going with that. All Thank right. you, guys. I like it. It just cool. makes sense. Anybody and else? it's more fun, and it's goddamn not paranormal. It's just not the, the magic of the ether. Houdini would hate you two well, so it, fucking much. It's fine. We'd hate it's, him too. No, it's only mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Fuck Houdini. Fuck him. Whatever. He's dead. I'm alive. Good luck. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Choose life. Choose love. <laughs> yeah. I said. You gonna that. talk some shit about Galileo next? Who's <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. fucking That's list right. here? I will. Yeah. Uh, anybody else got any more ideas? Anybody? No. Mm, okay. All right. Those were good enough. Yeah, it those was, actually yeah. all really good. So, so two ghosts and a government experiment gone awry. So right. booyah. Two Boom, there two, it is. Two ghosts. And now we're actually thinking about doing a Q&A if anyone's interested. <coughs> about anything. Dirty, yeah. special, Doesn't magic have to be about questions. the stories we talked about. It can be about anything. So anybody got any questions regarding... And if you don't, it's going to be really awkward for yeah. us. So. Oh, hold on. No, wait, it's wait, okay. Got questions. Okay if you don't. Should we get a microphone set up or just no. transfer? <laughs> no? Yeah. Okay. All right. What, what is your question? I'm a new listener. Okay. So Well, they're all gems, of course. Um, Little, it's like it's like a crown, and every jewel is set perfectly in it. All right. But so the question is memorable pods. Uh, people what was like the, uh, Loveland Frog a lot. And that's yeah, an but early that was our one. first episode. That one doesn't really. No, but people like that one. Uh, the Big Lou episode, oh, which that, is the, Annabelle the, part the one. Anna, Annabelle, Annabelle, Annabelle. People like a lot. Uh, gar actually, gargantuan gliders. I'm, see, I'm a big fan of that one. Where we just ride you, you into the ground about blimps is kind of fun. Oh, yeah. We just say it's a blimp. What's that? Oh, Je Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. A, re a recent yeah. episode of Jeff was pretty That, that, that was, was super fun. fun. I really, yeah. really enjoyed writing that and doing that. I mean, also, too, uh, uh, Flipper, right? Heller Space. Is that, was that's, that, oh, is that what that was? I think that's Flipper? notable more for being that. Right. But still, it was episode, it's though. a seminal episode. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of couple episodes. I like. Uh, oh, the, Grampus. the Grampus. Grampus. That was like episode that was, two. That was an early one, too. Yeah. Yeah. And two of my personal faves are the Mel's Hole one, which is just yeah, that was a batshit crazy odyssey. And um, and I also like one that started off really short, but we had a lot of fun with it. It's the Wakamako Catman. Oh, jeez. Oh, Dump, Dump Cat. Cat. Yeah, Dump Cat was cool. So yeah. I can't tell you what numbers they are, but you can Google it. Whatever. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Those are good starting points. All right, any more questions? Dania? Super D. Okay, so what Denise asked, if we had infinite resources and infinite time, um, what would we pursue in terms of uh, a paranormal or cryptozoological mystery? I can't speak uh, for Mark and Chris. I can say for me, one that I'd be most intrigued by is in Sumatra, there is this creature called the Orin Pendek, and it has some of the most truly legitimate and current uh, evidence for its existence. So if there's something that I think 
it's not necessarily chasing a cold case. You really have a chance of finding a bona fide uh, undiscovered animal. Just That's all it really is. That's why I love cryptozoology. In the end, as much as I love paranormal and ufology, there's something about the idea that it's just animals we don't know about, which is constantly the fucking truth about animals. Like the oceans are full of them, jungles are full of them. This world has not been mapped to the nth. But the orange pen deck in Sumatra is the one that I think I would be most excited about because I think with infinite resources, you could almost definitely nail it. Are you considering another event? Like this? Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Probably, probably at I some mean, point, yeah. This is sure. fun. I, yeah. I, no, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty fun. I yeah. have never been to a live podcast before. <laughs> no, Much it's less me either. Yeah, this has been great, and I love the inter. And you know what I've loved about this interaction more than anything else is that um, through talking to you guys, it's actually brought ideas. I mean, we bounce off, off each other all the time, yeah. Mark, Chris and I, but we know each other so well that there's a certain rhythm to it. So to get fresh ideas is fun. So just for that alone, I think I would definitely be down with doing yeah, this again. Totally. Definitely. Any more questions? Yeppers. Anybody got anything? Nicole, what do you got? Uh-oh. Looking at you. What do you pay, think? Bigfoot? Pay, pay. Ever what seen you, one? What are you doing? How do you feel about Bigfoot? Tell everyone. I think You think Bigfoot's a mutation of what? Of something? <laughs> yep. Perfect. That's that why we're married. That's go. the science I'm talking about right yeah. now. Okay. <laughs> it is a mutation of something. Okay. Lisa, what do you got? Oh, man. Nothing? Not a thing. Pain? A literally anything. You might need your organs in the afterlife. You do need your organs in the afterlife. So, so Peyton, bless her soul, says every time she looks at a rock from now on, she's going to be... I think you're a dead jellyfish. <laughs> and, uh, and you know why I know she's right? It's because she's fucking right. It's absolutely uh, what's happening. Minerals have a new daddy, and its name is Jellyfish Body Fuck All. All right, cool. Because I don't have awesome. a real name yet. Somebody give it uh, something Latin quick. But yes, all rocks were once the heads of jellyfish land creatures. Suck it. There you have it. Thank you for joining us for the, for the Tripping Out Podcast. Uh, Mark Stores with me as always is. Crass. And... Rob. Thank you all so very much, and we're talking to you soon. Right. You guys fucking rule! Thank you all Thank so very much. Thank you so much! You guys are the best. Thank you for coming out. It literally means so much. And this was so fucking fun. Thank you. Yeah.